Dude, what what a bi- a cognitive bias in my head. So it's like alpha energy shows intelligence, but what really should happen is the true boss should be a meek person in the shadows where you could just hear him sort of screeching from a darkened room <laughs> and they go, if he makes the sound, that means bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> he can't even look at you. You just open the door and you hear this sort of weasel going. <laughs> Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Every week you say half an hour, then it's an hour. Do you know how much time you're destroying in my life? We said 10 o'clock, right? And then you, you always message and go, 30 minutes. And then I check the clock and it's an hour. Do you know how much you've cost me over my life? If I add up every 40 minutes you've wasted, you owe me fucking 10 years of my... You know, you owe me, you owe me a week of my life back, dude. Ha, all Just right, waiting. well, I'll, I'll, you can have your week and I'll take my 50 weeks for every day. What you've you been mean? like, not today. Yeah, but what about like, at least when I say 10, I come at 10. You don't. You say 10 and then you come the next day. Yeah, but I tell you, I tell you in the morning, I don't do like this fake string along where I'm it's not- like, um, it's called edging, where you're like, oh, I'll see you in 10, see you in 80, see you in five. I'm like, it's like a, a dog with a ball and you just slowly lure it, lure it further and further away. You know what I mean? Like by going like, oh, 20 minutes, 80 minutes, oh, an hour. I'm like, fuck, at least I say, hey, the whole day's fucked. But do you know the string along is what annoys? I'm annoyed. I'm very the sorry. Along's I didn't mean to be that long. I had food yeah, and then I just set up. Everyone understands the string along. The string along's like where you you like do you know when you message a mate and you're like I'll be there in 15 yeah. and you're actually a f- an hour drive away you haven't showered and I'm like it's the worst thing you can do. It's better off to just go like hey it's an hour trip 30 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like the under what I'm saying is my ex did it to me the whole time. <laughs> you know when we arrived at a wedding, we arrive at a wedding and they're already walking down the aisle. I'm like, bad underestimates of time. Like you could have just said, like, dude, twelve o'clock. But anyway, I don't know why I'm angry, dude. I'm still quitting cigarettes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to run over thirty minutes. I went and I had food, and then I was setting up, and then it was uh, that was it. I've had such a great. Um, Psych, psych lesson, though, of just writing horrific texts to people and then deleting them. And and because my memory's so bad now, you think you sent it. You're like, oh, you can't. You fucking. And I wrote it all. But just for the benefit of the pod, I, I've come in hard. Just for fun. <laughs> Something different. Like with a straightaway an attack. Yeah. Dude, what's been going on? Um, fuck, man. Not much. What do you have for breakfast when you eat every day? What's wrong with you? No, because I, I have to. I have to eat a lot when I do eat because of the Dexies, man. What a routine, man! It's so funny that humans have these sort of uh, timelines where it's like oh, it's morning mm. and you go and get egg, egg McMuffin and avocado. <laughs> I'm like, we're such habitual creatures. No one ever like jars it and just eats at three a.m. Well, yeah. some people do. Yeah, uh, yeah, some people do. I mean, yeah, it's uh, like 
what what escapes that? I guess snakes. Snakes do. I know oh, snakes do. They don't eat for a while. Some of your more uh, wild animals get a get away with. They'll eat once every four weeks. It's impossible to give up eating because what else is there? Then what? Well, eating is ultimately an addiction as well. You're addicted to food. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it, at its core, it's still just uh, your body. The yearning for it is the same as uh, yearning for any drug. Obviously, this one's driven by survival. Well, it has to be one of the more difficult ones to uh, like have a problem with, right? Because it's it's not like it's not like everyone needs heroin. Oh, dude! But you have some people just have too much heroin. Everyone needs food, but some people are like I can't stop eating cakes. That's my favorite thing because most people that are fat are quite intelligent. And then you get a guy at a gym and he goes, you know what you need to do? Lower your calories and uh, do exercise. And we're like, yeah, yeah. As if we didn't know that, dumb fuck. Do you know what I mean? As if, oh, I'm too dumb. Oh, whoa, inside. I didn't know donuts. Oh, do you know what? Jesus, the guy sold the formula. What I like is the guy at Fitness First thinks you're not aware uh, uh, donut plus thick shake equals fat. (laughs) And he's like, hey, dude, remove the donut and the thick shake you lo- and then you run and you lose weight. I'm like, oh, it's fucking Einstein. You, you don't think my fat ass came from, I know this. I just lie in a car crying because I fucking think too much, dickhead. The reason I'm fucking fat is because I think. You not thinking, you're like, oh, how good's the breeze on your face? Like a dog. Mm. He's driving to training with his head out the window, just with his tongue. Taking in smells and sights, going, ha, 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 we'll lower our calorie, uh, our ca- calorie deficit today and I'll lose weight. I'm a genius. I'm going to sell that and sell that to people with water bottles around the world. A lawyer's, oh, that's so insightful, Enrico. I never knew <laughs> that the fact that I eat 7,000 calories is the reason my ass can't fit through the door. Yeah. You're a fucking genius. But anyway, basically what happens is... People that are smart are fat. That's the new theory. <laughs> Dumb cunts are skinny. Yeah, man. That's why it's a it's a six week course to be a personal trainer. You know, you need nothing. And this is why the skinny people are such assholes because um, they're nasty people. The people that are more sensitive, they go in and they go. I just felt like we weren't being empathetic to Cheryl, and then you eat a comfort donut because you're feeling sad about the way you've treated your son. Or I said goodbye to him, but I don't think it was earnest and sincere to my own son. Yeah, and that's why I've slugged down a liter of chalk milk. And um, <laughs> people that are more sociopathic are just like, whatever, he'll get over it. Let's do sit ups. Let's do burpees. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about feelings? If you're actually immersed in feelings, you need to eat every 12 minutes, which is why I struggle with weight because I'm constantly (laughs) feeling sad for the world and people. I'm like, maybe I was offensive to the coffee guy. Do you know I fucked up with my coffee guy today? He goes, it'll be with a minute. It'll be be in a minute. And I go, oh, no rush. Biggest mistake. (laughs) No rush. I'm like, fuck. Now you're playing a game of how slow we can do this. It was 15 minutes. Dude, the coffee experience, no wonder people mine it for stand-up. There was a guy, you know, a salesy guy that came in and he goes, I'm with Derek, uh, his standard. And you could tell the person taking the order didn't even know who he was. Do you know he was trying to insinuate like there was a familiarity, like this is your local. But they generally like the best when you just go, give me the coffee and treat it transactional. Yeah. Don't you think? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, making friends with any kind of service worker. 
It's, I mean, pe- people in the service industry are inherently disgusting. Oh, dude, 100%. But also, if you're going to make an effort to have rapport with him, you better have a, a, a winning personality. If you lead with the front foot and you're actually a boring turd, <laughs> fucking spare them the hassle. I'm like, you're boring well, It's a huge work. mistake to make friends with someone in the service industry because the person in the service industry doesn't really want to talk to you. Uh, well, they do. They do if you've got charisma. No, they don't, man. They never fucking do. They love me. The most you can get is like queuing up at a supermarket and you go through and you make the same dumb fucking joke that they've heard 15 times that day. Oh, that one didn't scan. Must be free. <laughs> oh, shit, I did that yesterday. <laughs> I said you got one last chance, so that's free. You didn't, really? One last chance. And she laughed hysterically in her Zambezi accent. <laughs> la, 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 or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I don't know where she's from. <laughs> Zambezi River. But, man, you should be making an effort with your own family, you know? Like, not the not the coffee guy. You should be like, Dude. mom, dad, <laughs> what are you up to? Well, this is what we said on Ancestry.com. People trying to, trying to research a candlestick maker from the 1400s and haven't reached out to their stepdad in two years. I mean, like, fucking hell. Priorities here, hey? He's the guy that molested you. He's the one that you have to work through the problems with. Hey, you don't need to be going back to the dark ages to find out where you originated. But I, um, dude, I, I like to say sixth stuff to them. Yeah, man, but they... Like, A little bit off. They have... How many people is the average counterperson serving in a day? Like hundreds, right? Yeah. There's going to be 90 of them are going to be regular. Like don't just like thanks for the coffee. No, no, no. No one one whispers I have a body in my boot under your breath as you're loading. I have a body in my boot. No one, not, not many people do that. I'll say stuff like, I have a body in my boot under my breath. I reckon there's still, I don't think you're the only one. You know what I mean? Like you have Okay, so you're telling, me, you're telling me multiple times during the day, someone will say something really sort of crimey or freaky to them. Like, mama loves it. Mama loves it, I'll say. Mama <laughs> loves it. Or I have a body in the boot under my breath. A body in the boot. You know what I mean? And yeah. they're like, what's that? And I'm like, beautiful day today. You know, all like American psycho shit. But it's a bit of play. But think about the real, like, the people who are not doing that ironically, who have genuine repressed feelings of anger, who are standing in line and uh, they're like, I want to play with your blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's scary, dude. That's that's like the impractical jokers. Do you know there's a new Australian one? The, the hopelessly unemployed, those fucking uh, country boys. Do you, have you seen them? The no. unemployed, uninspired? No. They do a lot of, oh, they're guys dancing. That's unusual. Do you know guys being happy, guys showing emotion? Wow, that's going to go viral because yeah. guys are insular. Anyway, so they've, they're now doing impractical jokers. But um, it's actually off colour. Like it's mean-spirited. So like there'll be a lady there. I think she's an actor. And then he'll say like condoms, condom order. And you can see her just mortified and it's straight bullying and going, hey, anal lube for a fat slut on the, do you know, and he's doing like an announcement. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know if this is as good as the American one that seemed quite mischievous and fun. This seems more nasty. And it was written by a Channel 9 executive that's been uh, performing to a 30,000 strong audience for the last five years. You know, you have no, no finger on the pulse. They have no feedback. Have they licensed some practical jokers or is it a different thing? Oh, dude, this was the, the one I saw. It was an HR interview 
and she was he was interviewing a girl who I looked up was an actor, so she would have been aware. She's going for a normal job. She doesn't recognise the guy, even though he's been viral for the last five years. And then a guy came in and threw a water in his face. He's the interviewer and goes, you're disgusting. And then he goes, anyway, what was that? Um, continuing the interview. And she goes, like, are you all right? She's, she's the interviewer. Are you all right? And he goes, oh, look, I'm just going to tell you what happened. I stole all his mum's bras. That's the writing. <laughs> so bad. And then she goes, oh, that's awkward. And then he goes, I know. And then they, they go on the, the, the earpiece. Get yourself out of this scenario. And I'm like, this is the worst conceived show I've ever seen in my life. It's actually worse than my faux jokes about having a dead body in the boot. This is just fucked. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's always nice watching a viral YouTube star's potentially fuck their legacy. It's quite funny seeing people go backwards like that. Like uh, uh, TV is now trying to glob on to YouTube stars to get ratings up. Oh, dude, I love every TV show is someone that's on TikTok or YouTube selling out for a quick cash grab from um, National Australia or whoever's paying the ads, Mm. going on and it's never going to work. And it's like TV's dead. Who's trying to resuscitate it? It's embarrassing to be on it. It's actually shameful. You see mates going and you're like, oh, I'm on the next panel show. I'm like, don't retweet it, dude. Have some fucking class. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Have some fucking self-respect. I mean, go on and take the money, take the bag, sell out, but don't do it in front of family and friends online in a visual way. It's, it's mortifying. You could absolutely do a TV show and get away with no one seeing it oh dude a hundred percent isn't that crazy that you could uh like you could put something online and every one of your facebook followers or fucking instagram people will see it uh but if you want to go under the the radar just just any australian tv show and you'll be fine dude unbelievable with dicko and rico you know what must be funny for them is they like they're sort of like old school so they welcome you in Take my lead. Follow me. If you lose track online, uh, once we're, we're live, I'll, I'll lead you, Andrew. I'll help you on this, okay? I've got a experience in broadcasting. I'll lead with the front foot, okay? You follow me. And then he must be aware that when he goes to Coles, no one recognises him anymore. <laughs> and he's like, and he's going, hey. And he's sort of like lingering thoughts going, hey, yeah, yeah. Season four of Dancing with the Dogs. No. No, they're like, no, you've, you've, you've double parked. You've blocked me in, dicko. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, anyway. Anyway, follow my lead online. Once we go live, you follow my lead. I'm, I've been doing this for 40 years, Andrew. I'm like, yeah, you drove this into the dirt, fuckhead. Because we've already been saying it. We've been saying it. I tried to watch... Uh, Thank God you're here. Mm. Do you know where they, they come in? Thank God you're here. Mm-hmm. And um, the ads were t- too much. I wanted to see Chenny's bit where they go, the best gemstone of them all, the potato gem. I just wanted to see that line. And I couldn't get to it. I couldn't sift through the fucking ads. And I just basically threw my phone into the ground and go like, I can't. Because they keep making me watch Shane Jacobson. Hello, Cole's ad, that fucking Kenny cunt. Is every ad just over and over and over? Fucking Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. I'm like, it's like Requiem for a Dream. I'm like, just let me see the fucking potato gem line. I want to see what context Kenny did it in. No, you've got to watch nine hours of Shane Jacobson 
fucking barbecuing for a National Australia bank ad. Fuck me, man. What a fucking shit show TV is now. It's actually embarrassing. Is it TPD being at 18 cents, which is causing this anger? Picks of the week. Oh, dude, you know what's so annoying? Is that's fine, right? Strike can keep doing shots over the bow. Their latest announcement was, hey, if you guys pull out of this deal, we're going to call in all the money that you've let, we've lent you. And what they've done is the loan. They've jacked up their expense. So whalering, they're going to now do exploration, which is going to be paid for now. So right. basically what they said, here's a loan, and we're ramping up how much we, we, you're borrowing. And if you guys do not approve the consolidation or whatever, the, the scheme – We'll, we'll pull back and we want that money within 60 days or we're going to fucking take whalering for free. Yeah. That's what they announced, which is just a plain threat. Then we both tank. And I'm like, can we stop being so hostile? Okay, you've lent us money and now you've told us that you're going to spend eight times more than we expected. And if we do not go with your vote, you're going to renege and try steal the asset. Okay, thank you for updating us on that. But like... We're trying to be diplomatic here and have a business relationship. It'd be nice if you don't keep showing your fucking weapon. It's for every every time this fuckhead from Strike just keeps lifting up his jacket and tapping his his handgun. I'm like, we get it, cunt. You're a big fucking sheriff of the east. You big dog. The big sh- sheriff of the sheriff of Littlesville. Whatever the fuck, we don't care, right? The thing that's really annoying is every other stock through the roof. WCA. I only had 200,000 units, which was a small percentage of my portfolio. Eight, 8.3, 8.5 cents. That's 41 cents now. Mm. It's a, quite a good profit, maybe 60, 70 grand. Nothing, right? A supermarket <laughs> wage. But a start, um, fucking FDS, this fucking memory stick thing, six cents. I had some at 12, now 20 cents. I sold out. Wait, which one's F- FDS? I don't think that's the right code. F- F- FDS. F- no, 4. 4. 4 DS. 4DS. Sorry. Okay. I've got dyslexia, man. 4DS. Yeah. I was in, so I'm in around 12, and then I sold out because I was worried about a cap raise, and it's 20 now. Yeah. So obviously, what's annoying to me is. I need one of these things to come off so I can get out of my parents' house. And it's no, very. Angela, you don't have to leave. We love having you here. It's, it's when, when it's, are you finishing the podcast? We'd love to. I'd like to go for a drive with you, maybe to the mall. We can get some, get some dinner. The pressure is mounting, and I'm like, I need some money urgently, and I'm like, no, it's Andrew. becoming more and no. more desperate, dude. And all I now fantasize about is the 400 grand. How good's 400 grand? <laughs> 400 grand. And before the property boost in, in double view, I had, there was a house in Woodlands that was 980,000. It's now worth 1.4 mil. So it's like 400 plus 400. I'm 800 in the hole. And I'm like, oh, oh, me so blast. 400 was the dream. Put the 400 into the Woodlands house. It's a million-dollar house. It's worth 1.4 now. And just work at Bank West as a teller and get the fuck through this nightmare reality. But no, I had to go for the la-di-da win. And I'm like, fuck's sake. All I want is a boxed lunch 
<laughs> and regular hours. No, Angie, your sick. mother and I are very uh, proud of you. You're doing your best. You're oh doing my amazing God. work. We're j- and we also, we love having you in the house. You and the kids. Do you know what the worst thing is? Is I'm around all the, 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 the house mums. House mums, which are the worst, right? They're, they're all in their Versace and Prada bags. They've never had any qualifications. They've never done anything. And the school drop-off is the peak of their existence <laughs> to, to showboat their status. So they're coming in and going like, oh, my God, he's in black, sh- black shirt, black pants again. He's such a dead shit. And I'm like, hey, pretty sure you dropped out in year 10, fuckhead. And then sucked a dick. You sucked a dick into a four-bedroom house. You fucking ass. <laughs> well done. La-di-da. You got Versace bag. I know you go home and drink white wine at 10 a.m. Because you have no fulfillment. So, fuck you. Oh, it's global head of risk. Okay? Okay. No, dude, they won't respect me. They don't respect me. And I'm like, I, I'm like you know what the worst is? Is having that level of status. Where it's me versus the housewives, they have no meaning because they're baking. I don't know what the fuck they do, but they didn't do anything. Do you know what I mean? They lie around and buy designer shoes for their kids and then just wait to pick them up and stare over the fence to say, oh my God, that pool they've installed is so tiny. I'd not be caught dead in that. But, um, and then judge me. And I'm like, fuck off. Anyway, that's that's what's happening. And there's a mum that, like, I get invited to the birthday. There's a mum, a birthday, and I'm like, oh, look, it was sent to my ex. And it goes, can't wait to hang out with all you girls for the birthday party. And she goes, actually, that's Andrew's weekend. He'll be coming. And she seemed very <laughs> reticent about that. And I got forwarded. Oh, no, what a nightmare. You're trying to have the girls around. So, hold on, it so was going to be all you, the girls. Hold on, does the invitation get to move like that? Like, because it's your weekend. No, 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 because it was the birthday and she just assumed it was going to be the girls. But then I responded, hey, very much, ex- uh, Thornton and I are excited for the birthday party. Um, we'll see you then. And then she, she took two days to respond and said, awesome. With, <laughs> awesome. And then I, I doubled down and said, look, sorry I keep missing you. At school pickup, I, we re- really, really appreciate you being so kind to us at the Oz kick. It was uh, not, you know, it was, it was not necessary, but, you know, it made us feel very well, which was bullshit. She's actively avoiding me because she's probably heard so, of... So kind, so kind at what, sorry? I said, you, you, thank you for being so kind to Thornton and us at Ozkick because he, he wasn't really enjoying it. What is that? What's Ozkick? Well, you don't know, Ozkick is AFL, the football, the oh, kids' sport. Oh, okay, so like a Saturday morning sport thing. That's just being left on red. And I said, sorry, we keep missing you at the school drop-off. Yeah. The reality is everyone avoids me. <laughs> and I'm so sick of it. The hide on these fucks. I'm like, show me your CV. What did you get for year 10 accounting? Who's doing the school drop-off now that uh, you can't drive? You know what? You know what the thing is? I think every every few days people should sit an exam to keep their ego in check. <laughs> so you've got to do a test and you can't wax lyrical and think that you've suddenly fucking had a, a brain infusion and your IQ's gone up. You should do a reading and writing test every two hours to keep your <laughs> ego in check. So don't you go and, and undermine your husband who's one of the top lawyers in Perth because you, because you know what I mean? Because you've suddenly got a bit of confidence dominating him around the house. Mm. I'm like, you do a test, you realise you can't read and write and you pull your fucking head in 
and stop buying these Prada bags. Whatever. Okay, I sound misogynistic. What's on the test? It's not even a test. It just shows you a few snapshots of your past and how little you did. <laughs> you crying as you opened your, your end of year school results and going, it can't be right. <laughs> There's a Down syndrome boy that's beat me by 12%. <laughs> He's guessed and done better than me. And her bawling her eyes out going, what do you mean I'm a retard? <laughs> no, but I'm saying to you, like, what I want is... Memories, memories when they, they, you know, when their first boyfriend left them because he couldn't stand their, their brain. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Stop getting confident around me. You all come under the feet, under the foot <laughs> of me. <laughs> Something like that. I thought it would be a test that was just happened to uh, gear quite specifically towards like financial controls. <laughs> Just have, like, um, any test. Do you know what I mean? Like, the thing that's annoying to me in life is when you're young, you do a lot of tests and you're aware. Yeah, you're graded against your peers quite a lot. You do, like, a running race and you realise, fuck, I'm fat and slow. And that's the thing in school, right? Like, you know who the fastest kid is. You know who the smartest kid is. You've ranked everyone so you're deluded. And then what happens is suddenly you're working with that person and you know... He's fat, slow, and dumb, but he's in charge of me because he's a bullshit artist. And I'm like, I know that you failed year 10 maths. What the fuck's going on? How come you're now telling me how to do mathematics? I'm like, these people, if I ran a company, I'd have annual tests and go, you know what's crazy? The graduate is smarter than the CEO. And I'd be like, you need to pull your head in, Ian. I know you're a senior advisor, but this graduate is smarter than you on an IQ test. Man, imagine that. Imagine coming in to work on a Monday and you sit down and a little pop-up on your computer. It's like, okay, it's time for reading comprehension for oh, August. Dude. <laughs> you have to do Unbel- the reading comp test for August. Dude, unbelievable. There's a, and big, there's a big whiteboard, everyone's names on it. You're just constantly getting moved. It is so good for an ego check. Imagine being the supervisor of eight people and they all beat you in a comprehension test. And yeah. then like, let's see you big big dog them and go like, oh, another, another error. And I'm like, you got 12% on the weekly exam, Jeff. You're a fucking moron. We should expand it to be more... Uh, more like the social credit system. Yeah. You're in the break room. You put something in the, uh, you put something to reheat in the microwave and you don't pop any holes in the top. So it explodes everywhere. You walk out yeah. and someone's moving your whiteboard name down four places. Oh, dude, I love it. And you know what I want? A score. So you think I'll just IQ score and that's your employee number. But like a metrics, other metrics that I've, I, choose to be important and you end up with a a core number like you do on uber eats or a ranking and and you've got a ranking and then you're like you're fucking lucky to be senior advisor because you've got an iq of 108 and it's giving you (laughs) two extra points for being um courteous (laughs) how good would it be that your employee number should show your your value yeah your iq yeah 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 so you yeah. can't conceal it and then you're like you better work fucking hard dude because you're in charge of 12 people and you're dumber than all of them so fucking get <laughs> moving cunt and we're not hiding it it's obvious you got an 86 iq and you're in charge of all 12 that gets 140 so if i was you i wouldn't be too fucking big dick sheriff in town around him do you know what i mean because 
He is smarter than you. But it's amazing to think how the status works and work because you've got all these old fucking morons Mm. in charge that forgot that they got 60% in their economics exam. (laughs) The arrogance of it. And suddenly they're giving derivatives advice. And I'm like, dude, you got you got 64% in finance. Honours, you fucking moron. Do you know what I mean? You're not in charge of Woodside derivatives. I am. I got 65. I'm the boss. But it is crazy that the metrics of testing is not applied. Why do we stop testing? Why, why does that stop? It should continue happening. Of all the people you're going to test, you're going to test little kids, you know, like just children, pitting them against each other. Oh, so, so when you're in employing, the metric now is gut feel. I'm like, you've been ranking eight and 10-year-olds on merit and suddenly you're on gut feel going like, look, it's a team of 100, so we're not really sure who did all the work. But I think the loudmouth that fucking claimed it all obviously did most of the heavy lifting. <laughs> it's fucking insanity. It would be much better to go in and uh, your boss calls you in and he's like, look, uh, Jeff is uh, he's being promoted over you. He's taking the team lead position. What the fuck? Oh, my output's been so good. Jeff doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. And your boss is like, yeah, but... Jeff is the fastest swimmer in the team, so oh, he gets bumped so up. <laughs> he's, look, he's coming in at 100 and, uh, 110 on the IQ. His uh, productivity is not great, and uh, you know he has that BO issue, but he is so fast at swimming that it edges you out. Oh, dude, it's amazing to me because what happens is during high, primary school and high school, it's all fair, and then for some reason there's been this collusion where we go like, well, that's not on. We need to let some fucking um, uh, chances and arrogant fucks rise up to the top. So, like, let's just have output in teams of 100 where they can sort of duck and dive and mm. take credit for other work. I mean, insanity. Really, you should have an IQ test and go, dude, you're never going to be more than a checkout chick. You're a fucking dummy. <laughs> dummy. You fucking dummy. What the fuck? You're going to run a team of 10? You're going to IQ of 100, fuckhead. Get back in line. Why are we giving these mouth breathers a, a chance? Is that really what we need? Unbelievable to realise, because so much of it is... Um, obfuscation. A- it's obfuscation, man. It's these 100%. people get in and they, yeah, like you said, they get to duck and weave. They get to hide who they truly are. Who, who's better at elevating? Someone that knew during primary school that they're a moron and have to lie their way through class by saying, no, Jeff stole it. I dropped it. Who's better equipped at finagling their way through the corporate ladder Mm. than a manipulator that very early on realised they had an IQ of 80? So they've perfected the art (laughs) of taking credit for other work. The the, the hardworking nerd is going, what's going on? He took credit for the whole report. Yeah, he got the bonus. What the fuck? He's been preparing for this his whole life because he knew he had the brain of a cabbage at the age of eight. You actually thought you are going to get on merit? Merit is only applicable in primary school, high school. Mm. In real working environment, we want crazy morons to be running the organisation because it <laughs> seems fun. Because it's demotivating. It's demotivating for people to go into work and not have a chance at getting Charlie's golden ticket and becoming the CEO, even though they have no aptitude for their fucking job. I guess that would be the argument, though, is if the person is that stupid, but they're that good at moving up the corporate ladder. But 
we should be bringing in other variables, you know? We should be bringing yeah. in, uh, like, he's good at driving, he can swim, he's a fast runner, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, that, like, they they should contribute. Because, really, at work, at, in an office, you're only seeing, uh, like, one very specific uh, part of the person. Dude, and that's what, that's what we always said about the... The corporate day. Do you know where the MD, the CEO, presents mm. and he just crumbles because he has no self-belief yeah. and yeah. truly he truly doesn't believe. So when he goes like, follow me, I've got vision. I'm like, that's weird because you also have a lisp in front of 10 people because you don't <laughs> fucking believe your own story arc, cunt. Do you know what I mean? You are not deluded enough. If you're in front of 100 people and you're whimpering, anyway, I'm, I'm not very good at public speaking. I'm like, you're not good in self-value belief, dude. Get the <laughs> fuck off the ND roll. you got to stutter in front of 100 people. How the fuck do you lead the troops? You need to be like Braveheart on the horse going, they'll never take our freedom, <laughs> talking about the unions or whatever, yelling. Rallying the anti-unionists, they'll never take our freedom to exploit employees or whatever the fucking catch cry is. But you cannot be in charge if you if you if you've got a social anxiety in front of a group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. What, what, or should the person who has uh, social maybe that bit shouldn't matter. Maybe it should be the metrics of uh, everything else combined. Where you go, yeah. He pisses his pants in front of a large group. Oh, dude, you actually have proved it. But we've got it on a spreadsheet here. Oh, what insight. You've, you've nailed it. Because someone self-aware enough should have imposter syndrome. Yeah. So actually the person that comes up and is cockily talking to a thousand people. That's the last person. actually the last person you want to be in management. That's the 87 IQ guy who's up there. He's like, yeah, boys, look, we're going to do it. We're going to crush it. Everything's up this quarter. Up, up, oh up, work hard as fuck, yeah. Like, man, you're a, shut the fuck up. Like, you need someone who who's shaking, they're vomiting. Oh, dude, they barely they're talk. vomiting. That, that person has a, an, a level of insight where they go like... <laughs> I should never have been put in this role. <laughs> I've only got an IQ of 180. Sorry, man, but according to the spreadsheet, you are you're in oh charge. Oh my god! <laughs> Dude, what what a bi- a cognitive bias in my head. So it's like alpha energy shows intelligence, but what really should happen is the true boss should be a meek person in the shadows where you could just hear him sort of screeching from a darkened room, <laughs> and they're going, if he makes the sound. That means bye, 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 bye. <laughs> he can't even look at you. You just open the door and you hear this sort of weasel going, <laughs> and that means like, oh my god, the guy is so insightful. That's all you need to. It's uh, imagine going to uh, TPD and in their offices, you know, like there's a room with like blacked out windows, and you're like, what the fuck is that? It's like, oh, it's the heavily autistic man who tells us whether whether um, there's gas or not. Unbelievable. <laughs> and you go and talk to him and he scurries into the dark. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. I'm dumb. I'm nobody. <laughs> and then he goes, drill near the well on the north. <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm a weak man. My penis is not adequate. And then he runs under the desk and you're like, that boy has an IQ through the roof. He, he won't even look a man in the eyes. He goes, oh, why would I? I'm a humble, frail, weak, meek bitch of a man. And you're like, that is the ultimate CEO. 
where he, you just yell into a darkened room and he goes, oh, don't trust me, but I would say to sell. <laughs> Dude, unbelievable. Alpha energy is a ruse. It is a ruse, We've actually man. picked it apart. Dude, what a hedge fund. What a hedge fund that would be if just what, like a, 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 a warped, spined man in a room who just screeches when he thinks you should sell. Dude, and he can't even, he, he, he's not, he's, he's non, non, or what's it called? Non-verbal. Non- just, ah! He's non-verbal, so all you can really do is you whisper scenarios in his head, and if he starts sweating, you can tell it's a no. <laughs> if he seems anxious. What do you think about biotech? Oh, oh. Okay, look, we pull out of the merger, we pull out of the merger, and you can feel like, oh, his pulse has moved up. That means it's bad. It's bad. If his pulse stays stable, and he's a non-verbal magic eight ball, yeah, that you're going to yeah, just yeah. rub... And you feel his pulse, <laughs> and you, you, can, you rub and hold his. You hold his hand like you do when you're doing CPR, and you whisper scenarios in his ear, and you go, "Pulse is elevating. Pulse is elevating from the non-responsive autistic Ray Man. Deal is off. Deal is off. It's a no-brainer." Jeffrey's shitting. We need to divest. He's shitting his pants, dude. And then and then he drops to the floor and goes, "We need to rest him. He's been drained of energy. We no one to touch him for." Two days, he needs to regain composure, and you can hear him hyperventilating <laughs> under a desk. Oh, 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 oh. And it's like a magic eight ball Rain Man retard that gives you um, corporate direction. Dude, unbelievable. Like the equivalent to licking your finger and holding it up in the wind. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The winds are north. I can feel an elevated uh, b- b- blood pressure. He's got blood pressure, is up. Dude, anyway, that is actually unbelievable. So what I've realised, I was buying, I was eating my own supply. I was like, oh, the arrogant, big-dicked fucking American CEO Mm. knows what he's doing because he's alpha-dogging Meekies. He's actually the worst. The Meekie shall inherit the earth. Hey, the (laughs) Meekie. That's what we need, don't you think? Yeah, man. <laughs> what a fucking joke. The most secluded Dude, so and, and productive, uh, socially anxious guy in the office. How amazing is it to have a premise destroyed? No wonder I bomb and stand up. Because I, I was going to push the idea that you got an alpha dog in a room if you're going to be the CEO. And now I've realized the guy that shirts covered in sweat that doesn't speak is ultimately the dream leader. <laughs> Unbelievable. What, what insight. And dude, this is why humans are capable of learning. For weeks I told people this theory that if, you, if you're seizing up in a group, you're not a CEO. And now I've realised if you're not seizing up in a group, you shouldn't be CEO. You're out of your depth. You're a fucking de- de- deluded fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because who's... <laughs> like what? Who's go, who's going to a uh, uh, like a work meeting or giving a giving a speech, trying to rally the troops, uh, and is actually genuinely that sure of themselves that like oh, dude. everything's going up. We're all everything's great. Work hard, sell, sell. It's all going well, dude. You should be up there going, look, boys, we've done all right last week, but it could it could falter at any moment. The ice could crack and break under all of us. You could pick it in interviews. Yeah. you would say, they'd come in, they don't look you in the eye, and you go, so, so what's, your, what's your biggest weakness? And they go, I'm worthless. I'm worthless. <laughs> and I'm like, is that self-harm on your wrist? And they go, yeah, I cut occasionally. And they go like, 
Well, guess what, dude? This job yeah, is beneath you. Cut. I cut when I'm wrong. Perfect. That's what I we need. We need someone who's I- so invested. If they fuck, the alpha dog's going to be like, bad week last week, boys, but that's cool. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be fine. Don't worry he's, about he's it. Going to the, he's going to the big dog. He's going to the board. He's telling them, I oh, know. Yeah, yeah. I've lost millions. We're in the hole. I've broken everything. But we've, I'm pretty sure I can turn this ship around. You don't want oh, that. Dude. You want a guy who, you're like, like Jeffrey, what the fuck happened? And you're, you're like, you're like Jeffrey. Hello, the phone line's dead. Jeffrey's hung himself. You're like, God Je- damn, Jeffrey. he's dead now. But he was, fuck, he was committed. You know, if Jeffrey. it didn't go well, he was willing to sacrifice himself. Dude, that is unbelievable. Jeffrey's taken his own life because he couldn't reconcile payroll, <laughs> and it turned out we had given him the wrong spreadsheet. <laughs> we had given him the wrong. Number. He's the most invested accountant we've ever had. <laughs> I couldn't believe that Cheryl. She sent him the accounts. From the year before, she <laughs> fucked up bad. It was unreconcilable. It was 2022 data linked with 2023. You couldn't reconcile the two accounts. He's panicked and blown it. But dude, you could have it in an interview. If you saw someone make, you you could pull them in like a mood light and just you know hook them up. But I I it is actually what you really need, and this is what I I've realized happens in all companies. The, the people below, you've got a big person like Andrew Forrest or Gina, a fat Neanderthal <laughs> pushing it. But underneath, she's got 10 meekies that are actually driving her decisions. Yeah, and yeah, you go yeah. like, for a fat comfort eater, she sure does make some good calls. And you realise because she's got seven little whispering lizards in her ear that help her to actually navigate. Because basically every big businessman is riding the coattails of Eight autistic makeys. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. taking credit Little for their work. Boys. Yeah. Because you go, dude, their strategy is impeccable. And it's because you've got eight human beings that you're taking the credit for their intelligence. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is Stokes. That is Gina. That is Donald. Even Donald Trump has a, a quite a strong team that helped him to PR his way out of his into president. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, his team was like the most advanced uh, like data marketing analytics people who are using like never before yeah, used yeah. Facebook ad algorithms to get them to the top. Dude, but what powerful moves. Did you see that bit where she goes, I cannot believe you said about that woman? And he goes, yeah, yeah, she's not my type. She, you know, he goes, did you say she's not, like he was basically saying he wouldn't fuck this girl. And the interviewer, which was a female, going like, did you actually say that? And he goes, look. I wouldn't fuck you either. Like he, has, <laughs> he flipped it. He goes, I wouldn't be interested in you either. For, you know, it's, it's my opinion. Someone like you doesn't do it for me. And then I'm like, not only do, he doesn't defend it, he proceeds to replicate it with you. I'm like, it's the ultimate power move. She goes, did you actually say that misogynistic comment? And he goes... Listen, toots, keep yapping. You know, I'm like, oh my God, no one does that. No one leans into an accusation and then replicates it. It makes you, it makes you totally indefeatable. You can't, you, you can't beat someone like that. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what, what strategy? There's no way he worked this out. He's got a team of eight meek lizards that are like, the ultimate move is to lean into the wind. Lean into the gunfire. That like that kind of like delusional self belief does make you untouchable. To where you're like, you're like, not only are you refusing to see anything wrong with your behavior, but you'll just continue to barrel forward. That makes you uncancelable. Like people were like, "Well, 
I don't know what to do with him. He won't listen to the outcries of rage and anger. Dude, it was like the Hillary Clinton um, debate, right? Mm. No one cares what was said. It was just when he like, if I was president, and he goes, you'd be in prison. Like, yeah, and then it was like, mic drop. Who gives a fuck about inflation, unemployment, racism, nuclear war? He killed it. And that's how f- uh, feeble a human brain is. All anyone can remember from that was he going, yeah, you'd be in prison. And you could see his eyes light up as he knew that he... And I'm like, that's how simple it is to beat. Like, it didn't matter that he's grabbing pussies. That line was incredible. Well-timed. People are clapping and going, whoa, checkmate, you're done. She's worked for 40 years. She's a lawyer. She's studied. Checkmate. You'll never become anything now. Do you know what I mean? And it's like... It just comes down to little moments, dude. It's like that. I could have been CEO if I just got one good tag in a staff meeting. <laughs> one little snipe in at the uh, the Monday meeting. Dude, we should have been all sitting quiet. And then, you know, I'll just say like, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I don't know, something basic. Pull my finger, Jeff. Boom. And then bang, <laughs> people are people crying. Did he just, oh, God, did he just do that? And then they're going like, that's how you get elevated. You're only two mic drop moments away from CEO. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how simple a company is. Yeah, because those like classic qualities, uh, preferred qualities of of self assuredness and uh, and and confidence. I can handle losses and. Failure doesn't yeah, yeah. stop me. It's like failure should stop you, man. Like that's the that's not the guy we need. I want someone who will self-flagellate over every tiny decision. Someone so invested, Good. so uh, terrified of fucking up. I, I don't want someone who moves past failure. I want someone who agonizes over every little success. All you want is a mic dropper. So the report's gone bad. It's an unmitigated disaster. That's like a hype man. You want that as a hype man. You want that. No, but but I'm saying in real life, this is the guy that gets promoted. Yeah, yeah. The whole report's a disaster. The budget's overrun and they go, they go like, Jeff, what happened? He goes, let's just say we had a little teething issue. (laughs) 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 We're going bankrupt. And then the, the CEO just starts laughing hysterically. Let's just say there's a little bit of, teething issue <laughs> and they go like he's md it's a mic drop moment it's a mic drop moment look we li- you know like i don't know we live and learn jeffy boy you want the ceo and then you want a new position it's the chro it's the chief hype op- officer oh yeah and unbelievable. it's the it's fucking darren who you take with you to meetings yeah, yeah. and every time they get one over on you and you have to go and refigure the numbers. Darren's in there to be like, yeah, you bloody would think that, boys, wouldn't you? Ha, <laughs> you fucking dickheads. And oh, he, he takes the heat off. But which is which is more merit in a corporate setting? Hard work and actual fulfilment of the role or non-sequitur one-liners <laughs> in an ad campaign? <laughs> I reckon it's better to go, ah, ah, Jeff Kane, you've done it again. And you, you, do, you do some, I don't know, some fucking Nike catch cry that you've you've crowbarred into your audit do you know what i mean mm. i think you're better off to have one liners where you're going like <laughs> I've, i'm trying to think of good ones but you know like like almost ad campaigns yeah yeah do you know yeah. what i mean like and that is actually better than any hard work team <laughs> output it's just being able to frame it 
into a, a memorable McCain's ad one-liner. <laughs> Even if you failed, just having people laugh and going like, you know what I mean? So so dry you could taste it or something. You know, I forget the line. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Some sort of thing like. That's what you want the chief hype officer for like externally. He's the guy. He's the guy that yeah, you're yeah. taking round. He's doing he's doing uh, press conferences, just deflecting and barreling over everybody. You know, get like yeah, yeah, yeah. hyping it all up in inside the company. That's completely fucking useless. Like that's not what you want at all. Some guy. Obviously, you don't want that. But I'm saying to you that I believe that everyone in a management position is the hype boy. I think it's very rare to have someone with credibility. Well, that's why we restructure. Because the actual guy at the head should be the agonizing, wilting Violet, uh, locked in his office, fucking staring over at that nose, thinking maybe today yeah, is yeah. the day I need to hang myself. And you need that 90 IQ fuckhead. He needs to be yeah. on a trailer attached to a ute being driven around from promotional stop to promotional stop. Oh, yeah, 100%. But you know what's interesting is no one reviews – it's like Strike, right, or any of them. Mm. No one reviews any of the um, past forecasts, which are all bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing ends up – like 99% of listed miners never end up digging anything up. People are just is in forty much? million. Is that how many don't ever dig anything? Dude, dude, I think I think it's like ninety nine percent. Like uh, it's only a handful that ever make it from explorer to producer. Which means there's two thousand two hundred listed companies who are just lying. Two thousand of them are just frauds. Yeah, they're just bullshit. Where a guy ends up with forty million dollars and says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and I'm like, "Hey, didn't you sell a nickel mine?" And you're like, "Nickel back, motherfucker. There's nothing there, dude." Do you know what I mean? Like, as in retrospectively, <laughs> the entire stock market's a fucking delusion. You've got all these guys that have sold their gold company. They've sold. Their, and I'm like, well, "Where's the Fortescue Medals?" And I'm like, "It's all smoke and fucking mirrors." Every single, almost every single CEO, retrospectively looking at the business, you're like, "Ah, oh, it was all just one line." Um, ad slogans. Yeah. You never, never know if you never, never go. And they're like, so say iron ore out there. You'll never, never know if you never, never go. And you go, I'm in. I'm going to put a lot of money in this IPO. This guy's good. Never, never know. Never, never go. Let's back in our hedge fund. This looks good. This guy knows what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? That's pretty good, man, that you can uh, get yourself into a position where you don't even need to have the capital to buy the equipment to drill the hole. Well, dude, the thing is what actually happens is they do get the equipment and they drill. They drill bullshit forever. They send the digger off in the wrong direction, looking for the wrong thing, while they wait for some tasty bitch like Gina to come and try and eat up their big parcel of gasoline. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, And what's funny is, like, it's all knowable. So, like, you can tell... Like, do you know that they're drilling into bullshit? And they must know it on day one. When they sell the rights for drilling, do they have, uh, like they used to do this in, in radio, they would, um, like they would release frequencies, but the license would require that you didn't own another frequency already? No, no. No, what they do here is people have 40 listed players and it's a shady cunt uh, that, that that's probably uh, not allowed to be director, that's getting shadow directors. What? And he runs about 40 <laughs> of these fucking scams at once. And depending on how 
obviously early on they know it's going to fail and that's when the delays come in. And people like me are like, Jesus Christ, another year? What's happened? <laughs> the drills, babe. And he's just draining, 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 400 grand, bonus, 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 cap raise, cap raise, cap raise. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, what do you mean the rubber seal's broken? Fuck! Can we just fucking tell me if there's oil down there? Uh, it's going to be another nine weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks, bonus, bonus, cap raise, cap raise. And it's basically they're running five, 40 puppets like this and ASIC doesn't ever check any of it. And at the end, there's one that comes off and they go, Jeff was a genius. He found oil. <laughs> and it's just a total fluke. What is the reason that Gina isn't just buying all of the rights to drill everywhere ahead of time? Like, why does she need to pick him up? Is it because she's not allowed to just carte blanche buy everything? No, no, everything? Because, because of the way they frame the business. They'll go like, we're a producer, so we don't try exploit value, even though we know the neighbouring exploration tenement seems to peter into ours. That's not our business model. I went to Harvard, so we won't take... There's a dollar, there's a hundred dollar bill lying in the paddock next door, but that's not our business model. We're producer, and I'm like, wouldn't you just uh, hop the fence, grab the hundred? That's not really our focus. We find that we get best yields if we just focus as producer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, that's a Harvard study from 1974. It says you should you should never like um, horizontally integrate. You shouldn't go. We, we're not explorers, too risky. I'm like, dude, you can see the $100, hop the fence. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. We'll leave that for a fucking two-tooth fucking hillbilly to sell it to us in two years. Unbelievable. Dude, unbelievable. It's like Netflix coming in. Obviously, that's a Ponzi scheme. It hasn't worked. It's bullshit. It's fucking burning mad off. No one's watching Netflix. But I'm saying it's the same. It's Ponzi schemes, all of it. Are there restrictions in place that mean that Gina can't just buy everything? Her, her dad pretty much did that because right. her dad flew he flew up north and just looked out the window and said everything I can see I want I'm an oil man <laughs> just there will be blooding dude can you believe though can you believe what he managed to do though he flew north and said everything I see from the plane I wouldn't mind drilling who knows what's there like a lion king <laughs> Yeah, and he goes, he goes one, one day, Gina, all of this will be yours. And he's just looking out the window and goes, yeah, so let me get this right. $12 for everything? Yeah, we'll have a chance. Whatever. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah, that's worth the risk. I'm like, and I'm like, no one's been down there. No one's checked it. Yeah, yeah, let's give it to Hancock. We'll give it to Lang Hancock. He's bought from Perth up to Darwin. How much did he pay? $12. He saw out of a plane. <laughs> Yeah, he owns it for all. I'm like, isn't it all of ours? Did we immigrate? Weren't we $5 pumps? No, 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 no. Hancock went on a flight. He's bought it all for the, uh, a shandy. He owns every iron ore play. I'm like, didn't the Saudis, like, they keep it in government and then fund it and we have a great health and education? Yeah, yeah, we're not going that route. Lang Hancock's going to have it all. He's seen it out of a plane. He loves it. He's taken the risk. He was willing to risk that from Perth to Darwin there might be something. In the dirt. Who knew? Who was he buying it from in the first place? Like, who has he gone up in this plane with? He basically secured, he looked out the window and could see the red dirt of iron ore and said, <laughs> oh, I want all that. And they said, and the other people go like, red dirt, red means stop, green means go. Give it to him. <laughs> we'll do it. No, but actually what actually happened was this. The government did some nefarious, shitty deals yes. on the sly. And what they would have said is, 
Lang Hancock's best mate would have given it to him yeah. on the cheap. And then they basically said, ha ha, okay, so I go in government, you go in mining and we'll, we'll divvy it up. And all the, the minnow morons would just be like, well, that's crazy. Why did the politician give it all to him? Well, because they're in cahoots from the beginning, you dumb fuck. And we basically got stripped of every fucking asset because the same way, you know what I mean? Like when a drug dealer gets a, a, a criminal in the police force, basically what happened, Lang Hancock and the politicians were the same thing. Did a dodgy deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the fucking asset or the well that like TPD and Strike and WGO are all drilling in at the moment? Warringah? Well, we're we're in Perth. We're in Perth Basin. It's the gas for WA going forward the next hundred years. What's happened is because the greenies go, let's not do gas. We've run out of gas, so we have to now. We've been restricted. We have to supply it just to WA. Right until Gina or Kerry. Makes a deal. So we're selling it at a discounted rate just to WA, mm. but only while they consolidate all the Perth basins cheaply. As soon as Gina gets hold of it all, then she'll be able to sell it to the Chinese or whoever the fuck she wants at three times the price. Well, because that's what I was curious about. Like, how come Gina didn't get Warrigal or whatever? Like, how, how come these small companies were able to get the rights to drill to drill there? G- Gina, Gina got Hancock. She Hancock... Gina's Hancock, they got WGO. They they took it out. Oh, I know, I know. But how come she didn't have the rights to drill the thing first up? Like why would why would some oh, fucking b- tiny player get a chance? Because of that fundamental idea that I said to you that they go like um the these crazy risk strategy that these companies have where they become specialists, producer, and they go like, that's not material to us and we we're gonna focus. They're, they're the same way like a a, a farmer. We'll just go like, yeah, we're not doing back anymore. I'm like, what? You're giving away the tr- cure to back pain? And go like, we're focusing on heart and brain. <laughs> a Harvard study said that it's important to just throw shit randomly out of the van. We've d- they've done studies, and if you focus, you get better yields. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't... Oh, so you're going to throw out a back treatment? Yeah, we're not going to waste resources on that. We're a heart specialist, pharma. Uh, there's been studies... I'm like, oh, but you can tell it's worth something. Wouldn't you just fucking, no, you got to focus to maximize your yield. <laughs> There's studies. It's insane, dude. It's the same reason that um, Andrew Forrest was able to come in with Rio Tinto and BHP mm. and they bought, he bought the iron ore all around them and they go like, uh, uh, there's no train. And we control the train, and then he just basically manipulated a second train track. Right. And they're like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, every every CEO that was running Rio Tinto and BHP, to allow a third person to just appear, buy all the land up, and then just start producing iron ore, no matter what you did, your bonuses and the divisions, is the biggest incompetence conceivable. <laughs> Because you basically, there was massive territory of iron ore and you're like, no, no, we focus on what we've got. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, you are fucking incompetent. The fact that a fucking lispy ginger cunt can come in and steal a third of the iron ore and you guys didn't secure it, it's why there's hope for everyone. Because I could do it. Because it's a strategy play that Gina is like doesn't uh, come in until there are companies who... Uh, have actual data that she can just scoop up. What they do is they they have like a materiality, like a risk profile, and mm. they go like, we don't want the risk of drilling the desert because it's ninety percent fat. No, no, no. I, yeah, I, I get that. It's just like t- to me, it's like why would 
like her father, why would Gina not just show up to the fucking Perth Basin and be like, yeah, I'll take it all. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, she should have. Instead of letting some fucking tiny twerp get in there. I figured it must have been a like a, a legislative thing where they were like No, 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 she should have. She's she's um her little weasels are um misconstruing risk for her. Like she's really dumb. Like <laughs> BHP should have really got uh Fortescue's iron ore play. It's a real fuck up. It's a disaster. Right. And Perth Basin should have been sewed up. The fuckhead Poynton and them should not have been able to, as soon as it showed any yield, it should have been locked down and closed up. She should have been buying all the area. But now she's paying a premium. But it's because they they, they, they don't believe that that level of risk on a scale of Hancock's business is is uh, beneficial to them. So they like to come in late and I be I guess that's product- fair. That kind production. of makes sense. Like that, It makes sense as a strategy play if, uh, if you are like, we'll just hang back and wait until we know. Yeah. And and the other thing is the cyclical nature of gas and others. Like, they can – you might as well just wait until it's slumped and then you, it, there's an oversupply and suddenly mm. gas is really cheap. Yeah. And then we go, who knew that the seven-year cycle hit again seven years later? <laughs> surprise, surprise. We, you, know, you know that guy that had um, – what was it? The seven-year feast and famine in the Bible? Like, that's one of the biggest flaws. Joseph – Joseph and the multicolor coat, how he got told the famine was coming. That's one of the craziest things in mining, that the seven-year resource cycle, which has been honoured for hundreds of years, people seem to always be caught short with their pants down going, what? Lithium's halved in price right on the seven-year mark. What the fuck's going on, <laughs> iron ore cycle? What, we had another crash every seven years? What is going on? Who would have read about it? You wouldn't have thought that we'd have a recessionary cycle. We are, I'm shocked. Well, we're all bankrupt now. When everything seems pretty chill in the Middle East, uh, you buy everything up and then yeah. wait and there's a little war. You have a terrorist attack and then boom, you're back in, baby. Time to sell. It's actually amazing. It's what Buffett's managed to do because he's just so aware of the cycle and he's got enough money to just keep... So he doesn't have to time it. Mm. So like he buys Coke, it halves, then he triples his position, then it halves again, then he quadruples his position. <laughs> and it's basically like on roulette where it's heads or tails and every time you get its tails, you just double your position. Yeah, yeah. And it does work. And then he goes, he tells people like us, timing's not important. Yeah, if you've got limit, uh, unlimited resources, it's not. <laughs> but if you've got 100 grand and you need to get a family home, I'm pretty sure that trade better be good. <laughs> I don't think you can double down. When you get it wrong and you've got seven years driving an Uber because you fucking bought Coke at double the price it is now. And he goes, don't worry, it'll come back. And I go, I am pretty worried because I'm doing airport runs in an Uber, fuckhead, for the next seven years. Okay, so timing is important when you've only got $100,000. You fuckhead, when you've got a billion and you're like, oh, money's not real. Yeah, it's not real when you add a trillion dollars. But when it's actually your kids can't get trainers, you better fucking trade well, dude. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that does make things a lot easier. Dude, he's, he's absolute bullshit. His money, he's, he's printing money and he just keeps buying. And I'm like, anyone, but it's a weird one because the... The patience that he shows, you'll see like a neighbor that had 300 grand and he goes, he's turned it into 300 million. Mm. And it's that compounding thing. It's like his ability to see through the seven-year cycle and go long yields better than you actually expect. Do you know, because we get jumpy now, right? 
Mm. Perth Basin's going to consolidate and become the entire gas plague in Western Australia. And yet every day I'm screeching, selling and buying. And I'm like, I should be like what I used to do when I traded where I'm just doing a dead-end job, self-harming at a desk while these things take care of themselves. Yeah, just holding. Holding, holding. While the house in London doubles in price rather than keep checking and going, it needs to double today because I want to quit and become a pro stand-up. Well, I mean, that's sort of the the zero hedge philosophy, right? Like uh, eventually everything will go up until it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. It has to go up. There's nowhere else for it to go. You can't have like the Australian housing market. uh, Oh, yeah, just... Yeah, last couple of years, it's just halved and it's and it keeps going down. Oh, dude, it's actually amazing because it was what we were speaking about last week about um, environmentalism and, and, and um, it was all a framing of whether you think that this is a, a closed circuit or whether you think it's infinite. See, Elon's like, have more kids, breed, let's do science, burn the, burn the forest. But he believes in the multiverse and traveling the universe. Yeah. Whereas other people fundamentally think that this is, this is it. We've only got this one earth. And then, so what I'm saying at the core, when you've got a vegetarian arguing with the others, it's actually what you're arguing about is whether you, you're an optimist that believes that we'll travel the universe or whether you think this is it. That's actually what you're arguing about. Because if you actually believe in the universe and the fact that we will navigate to other planets, who gives a fuck about the chicken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in. Can you give, can you give me five? I'll come back we to can the end the ep- We can end the app on this. This is an hour. But I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, we need, we need something to get traction. I want you to shit on, on... Oh, on camera. No, but I just want to see what the dynamic would be if you actually shat your pants and then you, I continued talking. Would I be more relaxed or would I be less... Like, what would be worse? The feeling of needing to shit or sitting in your own shit? You know what often happens? Your worst fear, like what happened in my life, is not as bad as you think. <laughs> so you shit. You're not going to talk me to shitting myself. <laughs> no, but you initially shit and then you go, you know what? This is actually kind of warm. That was ages, dude. Fuck you off. need to go and see a doctor. It was very fast. I'm glad that you're so open with it, man. You're telling the whole audience that you're off for a shit. There are people in marriages that their 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 husband or wife hasn't. They don't even know he's shat. Like, do you know what I mean? They're people that have been married for twenty years that sneak to the supermarket to do a shit. And like lying at home going, oh, I fucked up. I normally shit at the gym. Oh, he's going to hear me. He's going to realize I'm a human being and I won't get any more Prada bags. If he hears that there's feces coming out of me. Man, it's a powerful move, dude, is to uh, like be at, be at a, someone else's house and you're like, oh, I just need to go to the bathroom. And then you spend like 25 minutes in there. Oh, dude, that's power. <laughs> the greatest move is to shit and shower. And go, look, I need to wash. Oh, that's a go, Dude, I love that, man. They hear and you go, look, that was such a fucking heavy load. I thought it would be good to wash down. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, the mirror's fogged up. And you go, like, look, I've helped myself to a towel. And you're like, oh, my God, what did you do in there? And you're like, yeah, I had a bath after my shit because I needed to <laughs> cleanse that asshole because I fucking power loaded that thing. Dude, I've I've pissed before at a person's house and I took the worst chance ever because I was been drinking and I couldn't find the light, so I just thought I would try. Oh, dude, I have a little sleep mask so I can sleep at whatever time. Yeah, I've mastered. I can walk to the bathroom and piss without taking it off. 
But even though I can do that at home, man, at like at someone else's house in the dark, like that's a risk. You know how embarrassing it was? It was at my mate's house in his fat. I went into this bathroom. I'd been drinking, so I was hammered. And because I'm a risk taker, I'm like, if the first tinkle sounds like water, I've win. So I, I just basically, I weed. And then it was a fuck up. And then he came in and goes, dude, like, what have you done? And I just pissed all over the floor. Like, I just fucking, it's, it's so embarrassing. Because he knew where the light switch was. So he just turned it on and goes, dude, what the fuck? You've pissed all over the, 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 the mat. And the ground, you're not, this is the laundry. But it wasn't the laundry, it was actually the bathroom. But he goes like, dude, what have you done? And I'm like, I don't know, my gut was telling me that the toilet would be on that far, far wall. I'm like, that's the laundry basket. You know I mean? like, but you're drunk, so you're like, ah, it's all fun, dude. It's all human movement. We did it in um, school, it's biology, it's psychology. <laughs> Cut me some slack and go and make me a toasty. But what would you rather, man? Like you're sitting there, you're watching a movie, you're having a nice time, having a having a couple glasses of vino, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then the lady's like, "Excuse me, I'm just going to go to the bathroom," and she's gone for 15 minutes. Oh, unbelievable! If you heard the shower running, wouldn't you be like, "Yeah, good." <laughs> oh, dude, unbelievable! And she can hear me. Um, she's taking a shit, and she can hear me throwing up in the sink because I'm so <laughs> repulsed by it. <laughs> <laughs> because I realised she kissed me. I just don't think that anybody would be weirded out. Anyone would be would prefer that you had a shower after a shit. Oh, really? Don't don't you think? Wouldn't you be sitting? You wouldn't be like, oh my god, is she having a shower? Wouldn't you be like, oh, she's having a shower? That's very considerate. What if you were like, you're platonic, and you were like, you actually just wanted to watch My Girl too because you love her, and she's <laughs> around, and you're like, why is she washing her vagina and breasts? I actually just wanted to be friends with her. I mean, you're just ignoring signs at that point. And the pressure, you're sitting there and she's come around and you're like, no, I actually just enjoy reading and I wanted to talk about Lord of the Rings 3. And this woman's gone and done a shit and washed her pussy. <laughs> it's shocking. And I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. I had that a long time ago with a, with a Tinder date who came around and was like, Kane, Kane, Kane. Uh, Kane's scary, dude. Really hanging around for a while. Like... What are we doing next? I can't handle Keen, dude. Keen scares me. I need to basically get blackout in a darkened room and then accidentally the, the genitals touch and then <laughs> things happen. <laughs> dude, you know what I reckon the ultimate move is? The ultimate power is to just piss in, like say you're sitting in a brown sofa, you watch the movie, just urinate and then deny it. And she goes, did you piss? And you're like, no. And they're like... Do you think that would be the ultimate power boy? What's the what's the most embarrassing at someone else's house, like, fuck up that you've made? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you that story where it was um, me and a mate went to my sister's house and mm. I um, shat and I couldn't flush it. So I picked, I picked it out of the toilet and wrapped it in loo roll, like in a little cup and then threw it in the waste bin. And my sister found it. She goes, oh, my God. And I go, yeah, Bruce was acting weird. He was the other guy that was there. I said he was up in the toilet, he was acting weird. And it was never confirmed. So she thinks that he shat and threw it in the waste bin. But it was me. It was me. I couldn't get rid of it. I, I've never, I would never pull anything back out of the toilet. I have, I have done this in a London flat where I've shat, it wouldn't go down, and then I've grabbed it in a and I've tried to throw it out the window and then realised that it's sort of like 
internal and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it's fucked. Do you know what I mean? Like, like ah, this is fucked. Like, <laughs> do you know, like, you know when it sort of opens in a flap and I'm like, is this inside? Like, oh, shit, I think that's like, that's their porch. I don't know where the fuck that went. But I'm like, I am not investigating this shit. I'm just going to end this relationship. I need to move on. This is a fucking disaster. There's a shit on her porch or where they smoke. I don't know what's going on. But I'm like, oh, I feel a bit queasy. I need to go home and delete my social media. <laughs> like, I don't want you to know. But so I've done that. I, I, I don't know what I've done, man. Lots of stuff. <laughs> I've definitely, like, I have stayed at a place and um, slept on their couch and, like, my partner's pissed on the lounge. Your partner? And then oh, we've had that's to turn. Brutal. We've had to turn the mattress around and just leave it <laughs> and just never talk about it. Because you know what the thing is? People are very, very polite. And if they discover urine on their mattress eight hours after you left, they'll never canvas it. Yeah, they'll, they will go through like the denial stage first. It'll be like, that's it can't be that. They'll, they'll do anything to think, oh, Andrew's sweaty. <laughs> no one's going to message and go, did you urinate? And we're like, what? Oh, my God. I'm mortified you would even accuse me. Like, no one, no one's ever going to say it. So what ends up happening is they end up washing the mattress, uh, the, the sofa, drying it off, and we just never talk about it. Sitting forever in, in your old dry pits. My high school girlfriend, she had an upstairs bedroom, and one, one night, uh, must have been like 2 in the morning, she got up. And opened the window and sat out the window and just pissed out onto the oh. roof. The hottest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that is hot, dude. The power piss is very hot. So filthy. The girls can actually piss standing up if they put a bit of fucking effort in. I've noticed. It's because they're lazy. You, if you push, it pisses exactly like ours. There's no clearing the uh, the roof below, like. It was just straight down into the gutter. You want to imp- impress guys. You're at a music festival. You walk up to the piss tray. You're a female. You pull down your skirt and piss on on the tray. Like power piss. You'd be like, Jesus. Mama. Do you know what I mean? Like you could hone that and just say, hey, what's happening? Hey. A lot of idiots out tonight. And she's just <laughs> pissing on the tray next to you. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ. A power jet. Dude, should we have a break? Because I've got to go and um, I've got to re- uh, report in my parole office. <laughs> Did you know how scary it is? I've been driving as the Phantom. I've never seen more police everywhere I go. <laughs> I've seen a guy, a guy that had a balaclava, a pink balaclava this morning that had been arrested on a scooter. There were two cops there. I had two cops trying to do the speedo right near the school, 40Ks. Yeah. I had a car pull over another guy that had been like riding a scooter, another scooter too fast. I've run into eight cops. In my life, I've only seen nine cops. <laughs> eight of them were during this d- deadly simulation period. The other one was me handing in a lost cat or something where I went in. Like, I've had no interactions. But now when it's all on the line, every second person's an undercover cop. With the car registered to the company, that what do you think so, it pops up and says, 
in the police car with it scanning everything all the time. Yeah, I don't know if it comes up, but I've got a, mm. I've got a, a get out. I've got that Ned Kelly thing. I've got a water pistol that looks like a replica gun that I'll draw and go, pss, pss, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> sure, it'll be okay. <laughs> Dude, I am... Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not really doing it. Like, I'm, I've Ubered here. A lot of it's for um, show. I've, I've Angie, never... Always, me, and, me and your mother are always happy to take you out. We love going to the supermarket with you. We're just so happy. I know it's not the greatest circumstances, but it's just nice to have you around the house. You know what's going to be so funny is when I'm, I'm caught by the police and suddenly, like, three episodes have to be removed. Rapidly. <laughs> and I'll be like, dude, you have to pull them down, you idiot. I'm like, we've got to wipe the net. <laughs> I told them that it was one-off, that my, my kid's uh, blood pressure had gone through the roof. That's why I was driving <laughs> down south. Oh, the little fat boy. They'll believe that. Dude, did you see that video I put up? It's so bad. Well, one. No, we tried to – no, it is good. It's me trying to look – we took one of the rants that I did on the pod and tried to make it look like I actually did it. Uh, me yelling, I'm a yeah, genius. Yeah, with the with – the, uh, uh, like the AI video stuff, but I, I feel like it. I feel like it didn't really. The second video, the one I put up, it was actually not great because it makes it look like I just had a breakdown yelling that I'm a genius, and I think that's maybe why the mum from school's not talking to me because it's like, <laughs> why would I write jokes? I'm a genius. I'm like, it's clearly fake, right? Do you think people can tell? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, it's what we, what we spoke about last week with uh, ChatGPT. Like, you, uh, there's something. There's something unenjoyable about watching AI-produced videos or content. Yeah. A- it reading an AI thing, whatever. It's just like, why Why am I watching this? You know, like, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's no worse than half these YouTubers' vids, which are insufferable. Oh, no, I, yeah, I agree. Dude, you know what's that? You know what? That, I was wondering about it, and I don't want to be, like, seem bitter or jealous, but I gig with a lot of these guys that have gone viral. And I'm like, we get a sample, right, in the room with strangers and un a a group that have never seen us. Do you know what I mean? Like we've got a a, a sample of uh, unbiased, you know, like a scientific experiment. We go there. They do not do well. (laughs) I do not do well, but I do better. And then what I'm saying to you is why does the algorithm deny what I know in real life to be true? And I'm like... Is it really as sophisticated as we think? Because I do these samples every week and I can see that it's not as popular as the algorithm's telling me because it's stone silence in the room. <laughs> There's another 80 people that fucking can't stand this shit. There's another 80 and I'm like, is the algorithm accurate? Because it doesn't fucking translate to the shows I'm doing. I'm like, they're getting silence in real life. And I'm like, but they've got 9 million views online. Do you know what I mean? Like, but what are you putting up online and what are they putting up online? Well, I'm not putting anything up online because I've got self-respect. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying to you? Well, I think that's the issue, Matt. I think people would are happier that the, this podcast is coming out with frequency than if it's good or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what the thing is? It's very hard to put out because the the viewership's so small and uh, lackluster that I, I realised after mocking so many comedians that are shit and just kept going, the amount of, like, um, inner strength to just plough on through rejection is astounding. And I'm like, it, it is 
you've got to give them their kudos. Yeah, because you will put something up. Like we've put things up before, and you have freaked out like forty minutes later and been like, "There's not enough lights. We're gonna get rid of it." Dude, I, Fuck. I delete. I've I've deleted most posts. I fucked up TikTok because I kept deleting it, deleting it, deleting it. Every like I would when I used to have Twitter, I would give it one minute. Yeah, and if unless it got three likes, I delete it. That's not enough. Like you just need to leave it. You need to be zen with it, you know. You need to release the idea like a butterfly and leave it to grow or die on its own. I, I don't like that relationship of um, presenting oneself and then waiting for them to go, like, scoring you, like in a, a fashion parade. Nine out of ten, you need a bigger It's bigger the breath. difficult thing about it compared to, like, stage, right? Like, stage, the feedback is immediate and you know, but online... You put something up and uh, maybe it's the best thing you've ever done, but it gets nothing because it's the wrong time or whatever. And you, you upload at 3 a.m., you give it one minute, it's your greatest thing. But then also, what I find hard with online is having done stand-up for a very long time, I feel like I've got a good sense of, oh, that's good, that's shit. Mm. Online is the total opposite. The the, the, the the relatable topics where you're like, ah, you're cold. Ah, nah, nah. They go, oh, everyone can relate to algorithm, algorithm. But anything that's a little bit off color, which is normally the shit that in a comedy room really pops, that's rejected. Mm. Ah, it's too abstract. It's too absurd. No, no market for it. So basically what they do, they're, they're peddlers of generic fucking hackery. That's all they're doing. The algorithm is a hack. I mean, I think it's just quantity, man. Like, I think it's quantity. And if, you, if you're removing stuff, it, it fucks it up for you. Basically. Algorithm is the equivalent to a Netflix executive going like, we need to make uh, Secret Life, Life of Us 2, a similar movie. And every, every pitch, now when they do a movie. So picture this. It's Home Alone, but with gangsters. Home Alone 2 with gangsters. Like, every pitch I hear of a movie. You know what you've made? My Girl on Ice. Do you know what I mean? Every fucking, every movie pitch... You can, if you, the fact you can summate it as like amazing race, but on land, or, you know, I don't know, but you know what I mean? The fact you can actually already say it's Love Island, but with transvestites. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the fact that you can, you can say it's uh, Godfather mixed with um, El Tropo. I don't know what the fuck means. It's generic. You should be able to just make dolphin sound. No, no, no. A new like, genre. <laughs> What's the movie? And you're like, like something original. Yeah. Well, yeah. But this is the problem. This is the problem we keep coming back to, man. There's no, there are no original ideas. It's all derivative. Yeah, yeah, there is. The sound of a dolphin for an hour. I think even that's derivative. It's Barbie too. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I haven't touched Barbie, eh? I can't watch it. I haven't seen it either. And I want to to be progressive. Why is it progressive to see the Barbie movie? Well, just to tell the allies that I'm on board for whatever the fuck they're peddling. <laughs> so you, oh but yeah, I, so you, man, you read the plot online, you do the cliff notes, and then you tell people you saw it and you loved it. You loved every minute of it. And yeah, you but you know what? I loved, uh, what is it? Margot Robbie. We had book week, and there was one kid dressed as Barbie uh, in the dark. I'm like, the marketing. Because I was talking to you, we've already done that, hey? Like, everyone's dressed as Harry Potter because we're in a poorer area. So it's discount after her transphobic <laughs> comments. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all the teachers are Harry Potter. It's gone ballistic because it's about 
eight bucks for the uniforms because no one would touch it except for working class areas. Everyone's Harry Potter now. <laughs> Anyone in a rich area is like, no, no. There's 9,000 genders. Whatever. The, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they say. Dressed as Barbie. That's just like, that's just a blonde girl, man. Did you know I've been trying to, have we done it on the pod? They go like, gender's a social construct. And I'm like, everything's a social construct. Me sh- not shitting on a bus is a social construct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. forced me to do it. I want to shit while I walk. I don't I want mean, pants on and I want to bite people to communicate. I think you're missing the point of the social construct bit. I want to bite at my own dick and try drink my urine on the street. I don't think that's what they're trying to say. You forced me into your stupid boxes. Why can't I shit while I walk? You fucking rule, pool, ruling... Ruling elite. <laughs> I want to walk around naked with shit smeared on my face, screeching like a dolphin. You put all these fucking binary rules on me. I've got to interact with humans. I want to bite humans and whistle at the moon. You're right. And like, yeah, those are, those are social constructs and you should be free to express yourself and explore your identity in any way, you know? You should not have anything. I want to be naked Chasing people on the street. But I guess is the issue, like, with all social constructs is they are, they inherently exist to make me happier, the other person happier, you know, to stop you from doing things. That's why we have genders, because trans people make us uncomfortable. Oh, don't say it, mate. You've crossed a line, you bleep that. I want to, everyone to be free to be what they want so we can all run around terrified because I'm naked communicating with farts and biting. I don't know. What the f- <laughs> I talk with my anus. But that's what I mean. That was the point I'm making. That's a different kind of social construct. Gender being a social construct is because all of the things we inherently associate with gender is bullshit. Like, it is all made-up nonsense. Oh, 100%. If you look at other countries, like, you can see... Uh, see the inverse or the opposite uh, different examples where those where it's not the same but you're thinking of like social contracts like we don't yeah, shit yeah, on yeah. the bus <laughs> i found gender uh, an impossible bar to meet like i haven't felt masculine yeah we've talked about this that neither of us have. anyway let's get away from this topic because we'll become the hard yarns <laughs> we're destroying some fucking covid conspiracies <laughs> Dude, you know what the funniest thing? I shouldn't say. I don't want to say his name. The guy that went on the dating. Oh yeah, yeah, the blind date guy. I think it's too late this, for saying his name, man. We've already we've we've burned that. Oh yeah, but bleep that out. But anyway, he we did a gig with him, and he came off, and he was going like, "Dudes, I'm so sick of you guys." It wasn't me, but everyone always doing the Uber joke. He goes, "Everyone's doing the Uber joke. It's crushing because he's Indian." Uber joke. And he showed weakness to us, and I was like, wait, 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 what was he saying? Was he sick of people being racist about him? Our comics getting on stage and being like, please welcome my Uber driver. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're crushing. <laughs> they're introducing him as the Uber driver. Yeah, dude. Dude, dude. And then, and then I was like yelling, never show weakness in the green room. And we unleashed on him. I was doing the accent. I was saying, hey, I'd give you a lift, you know. He'd give you a lift, but he's got too many fucking breath mints and bottles in the back of his fuck. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And and I was like, never show weakness. Comics, dickhead. Like, there's an unwritten rule with comics. Do you know? But then we eventually talked him into it, and I was like, he's now selling breathalyzers 
And he goes, if you fail this, I said, this is what you have to say. If you fail this, you have to promise that to either let me or my cousin give you a ride home. You know? <laughs> I go, it's going to crash. And he goes, so, so he's gone from hating the Uber joke, he's now using it in his sales pitch. He's got pitch. merch, man. <laughs> he's got merch around Uber. And I'm like, that's comedy, baby. Anyway, I wasn't being racist, but I, I should have said his name <laughs> Did right. Did he bring up the blind date thing? No, nah, he's, he's not heard it. Oh, it's paywall. It's paywall. I actually had the worst with the... Um, because when I MC, I'm very bad with last names. And if they're multicultural, it's shocking. I'm just like, oh, go- golly lops. Gully blue bloop. Gully groups. And I'm like, I don't mean anything by it. Because even the white guys, they go, this next act, a hack, fucking that bitch, whatever. <laughs> Generic fuckhead. This guy's awful. White man. White devil. Bitch. Do you know what I mean? I think it's funny. Whatever. Forget his name. Who cares? Generic. Nobody. Next up is nobody. Do you know what I mean? And then I go, oh, Endrick Gobbledygook. Suddenly that's racist. So what's the issue being with you announcing people on stage? Well, I always call him But not Is it, I thought it was No. I say like, uh, you know, like in uh, Miss Universe. To hey. Hey. What's that, that, that thing on... Uh, oh, no, it is... You're right. <laughs> Even I was like... It's definitely... Ru- Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race? Hey. <laughs> Away or something. I don't know, man. Anyway, we might have to delete this bit, but delete his name. Yeah, okay. Why? What's wrong with that? Because I love him. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, but we're giving him a mention. We didn't say anything bad. Well, we talked, man, we spent like an hour on him in his fucking blind date. That's pretty good. Come on, man. I don't want to lose my vape hookup from the 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It's, it's from the newspaper, you know? I don't think we were making fun. Yeah, I wasn't meant to. But anyway, what I was saying <laughs> to you is the whole point was that in the green room, you don't show weakness. No. I mean, like, are you kidding? Even with the nicest group of people, if you if you mention something that you're insecure about, they will lock it away and use it on you later. What I've realised is the best comedy is done in the green room because all bets are off. You don't have to give any context. Uh, rape jokes, black uh, horrible jokes, accent work, everything's on. We howl and laugh. And I'm like, even your favourite comic, mainstream comic, will do a rapey, Accent oh, yeah. work joke oh, in a green room. And I'm like, you know what? Carl Barron is doing sort of uh, Me Too act outs in the green room. So <laughs> fucking wake up. Wake up, you dickheads. Everyone's dark and dirty. And it's all sanitized for Jenny from the block, you fucking generic cunts. Everyone is sick. And you know what the thing is? Like serial killers, the co- comedians crave the darkest of arts in the green room because they, they, they've seen it all. There's nothing better than a Jamaican rapist act out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're not going to listen to the, oh, no, this shit on the train. They're fucking talking about um, burying bodies, dude. Do you know what I mean? Your favourite fucking panel host is saying horrible shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I find it funny that they don't realise that. And we all laugh and cackle at saying sick shit that would get us banned <laughs> outside of your earshot. 
And that's all we do. And that's the true comedy. It's in the green you're, room. You're too twisted, Wolfie. That's the thing with you, man. Is like you you put on like a cool uh, veneer, but you're you actually deep down, you're fucking twisted, brother. Oh, dude, I'm dangerous, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dangerous, dude. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. Wolfie's twist, the things he says, man. He says some of the most twisted oh, things. Dude. They're fucking crazy. You've got your dank memes online. You should hear what we fucking say oh, in the green room, brother. You think you've seen dank memes? You should be in a fucking group message chat with the Wolf Man. Oh, dude, you should see me on WhatsApp. I'm like, no one owns me. Take no prisoners. Gank meme, gank meme, gank meme. <laughs> I'm a bad boy with a bad attitude. <laughs> uh, dude, only joking. Uh, basically, I don't want to, because of my upbringing, I don't want to seem racist or transphobic because it's a real cultural thing being said. <laughs> And it's plagued us, so I've really got to show Andrew, distance. you're such a nice boy, you know. It's just, you're so good. Me and your mother, we think you're a great boy. You've done good things. Dude, it's so funny telling people, they go, why'd you leave South yeah, Why'd you leave South Africa? And we're like, as soon as Nelson Mandela was freed, <laughs> we had to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I go, we left. That day, we were on a plane. We got shuttled out the moment we saw him walking in his, his wife's glasses <laughs> doing that long walk from freedom. We were on a, a fast trot up the ramp onto a plane out of there. <laughs> but it's not actually true. We, I was an ally. But it's so funny how many uh, South Africans in Perth that is true for, you know? like Yeah, we left. We left because we just wanted, you know, it's their land. And we wanted to give it. This land is your land. This land is not our land. How far back in your family do you have to go before you get to someone who was part of the... Uh... We were the nicey ones. We gave them grapes. The English ones versus the Dutch. The Dutch were the harder races. That's the Afrikaans ones, yeah? The, the Afrikaans. The English ones are very nice. You're like Jack the Ripper. You give them a, 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 a serve of grapes before you buried their bodies. Whatever you did, to lure them into the car. Sure. I did nothing. I did no crimes. No, no, I know. But, like, which which of your family members were in the uh, the apartheid army? How far back do you go? Uh, we, I think, well, in, we came from Zimbabwe, so there was definitely, we were part of the army there, which was the, the resistance. The resistance? The resistance. Damn, dude. Which is just basically farms being raided and us spraying bullets to try keep farms. <laughs> sort of scenario. So wait, the resistance to who? Well, black people. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Please. Oh, dude, someone's rung the doorbell. It's her. See if it's her. No, I can't no, open, man. See, can you see if it's her? It's so weird. Is there a window? No, no, because... Wait. I'm so scared because we've been getting complaints. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm asking if there's a window. No, no, I can't look down, but I've got to be really quiet for the next few minutes so she doesn't know I'm here. It's very hard. Do you know it's very oppressing to have to be paying rent and then to not feel like it's your land? I don't know. It sounds familiar. Oh, man, that does. That brings up some memories. Do you know what the thing is? It sounds like a familiar story arc to be somewhere where you think you're entitled to the space, but someone's not acknowledging that. And. I don't know why that ties in. 
but it seems like a familiar story arc. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel an empathy towards the story line. Maybe it's your father come to pick you up, Angelou. Oh, dude, I. But it's it's a very yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's tough because um, it's like an acquired taste, right? Do you know, like chili, the more racist you've been. So like I've been around some dirty, dirty Saffa racists. <laughs> so I'm in there and I'm being ironic, and I've realised. I've acclimatized to quite a toxic <laughs> level. So when I'm in there thinking, oh, that's fucking, I'm progressive by South African standards, yeah. I've got people crying, going like, you shouldn't talk about them like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know. I'm actually the, the leftist, the leftist of all the Africans. But I'm actually, I'm actually probably horrific by Australian standards. <laughs> yeah, but when, when was the last time you were in South Africa? Just curious. When Nelson walked, we walked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. I went back with my pregnant wife and my boy. Oh, right. right. Just hoping that one of the... Uh, the big six would get up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember I remember being on Tabletop Mountain thinking, fuck, where did it all go so wrong? This sucks. Pushing the, the pregnant wife and the child into, into the lions. I was like, look down there. You can see the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> lean over a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> Do you know what the funny thing is? We've spoken about it because their Perth always talks about their quackers. <clears throat> yeah. And then when we went onto Table Mountain, they're just hundreds of quackers there. They just haven't been named. Like they're not a big deal there because they've got so <laughs> many animals in Africa. I was like, that's a quokka. I thought that was only in Rottnest. And they go, oh, these little fucking kickballs. These rats. These hacky sacks. And they just saw them kick one off the cliff. And I'm like, oh, we call them lemming shit cunts. We don't know what they are. I'm like, dude, that's a quokka. That's a quokka. That's like people flying to get photos and give uh, quokkas diabetes in in Rottnest. (laughs) All right, let's take five, eh? No, 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 no. Let's do another Lap of the Roval, another hour. We might have to delete all the racist stuff, but I suppose we've been doing it the whole pod from the beginning. Yeah, like 60-something episodes, man. Dude, it's actually amazing. 60 episodes, it's felt like 600. It's more, it's, I think it's 60, 62 now. It's amazing because Joe Rogan does that in a month. Well, our, our current output with these two a week, uh, it puts us like at the at the top of Australian podcasts. <laughs> For content on, on release, not listenership, but it makes me realize we need to get guests in and tag team them. Well, just think about the number of Australian podcasts who do have guests and also have no listeners. Yeah, yeah, well, that's most of them, isn't it? That could be us. You see them get like Will Anderson on, and you still see 30 views on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I don't think we should be giving away our excuses, you know. We should be hiding behind our excuses. Oh, yeah, dude, because we can blame it. I'm like, yeah, 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 we don't make any money and it's a waste of time, but we don't have gas. Yeah, we have no profile. And I'm, imagine that. Imagine this shame where you're getting weekly gas and we're outperforming you. Oh, my God. <laughs> have some fucking self-respect and put a gun in your mouth. 
You're a hack. That's all we need, man. We need to be the king of shit mountain. You know, we're at the top of shit mountain. Oh, dude. Looking down at all the other shitheads going, you fucking shitheads. It's like that Bill Hicks bit. Put a gun in your mouth and kill yourself if, you, if you're if you getting outperformed by our podcast. You need to kill yourself. <laughs> cool, dude. I'll speak to you later. Leveraging your home. Margin personal loan. Hedged by put contract